the autumn wind is a pirate lustering from the sea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. It's another great episode of the Unrestricted Vex. Jeff, we don't know if it's him. great yet. Oh, trust me, it's going to be. You jumped the gun. We got a lot of good stuff coming up, and we I got heard new microphones. R- I heard a rumor. Oh, what is that? That we are up to 104 followers. That is awesome. That is awesome. Like and subscribe if you're listening right now. And leave your review on Apple Podcasts. Unless it's a bad one, and then you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, Vex... Richard Carnahan, the Bulldog, and Bob on the ones and twos. Bob, we got new microphone setups over here. Um, is that like in celebration of us having 100 subscribers? What's sure, it? part celebration. Well, it's apparent because it looks like the microphone um, filter that you gave him. It's, it's like the kind of thing that you would wrap up a broken foot in. That's a lot of foam. Oh, wait, Richard, you can't bob your head on the thing like that. His mouth doesn't open that wide. No. no. What did you say it reminds you of? A uh, 1970s style vibrator. <laughs> like a big old, when GE used to make everything. <laughs> From guitars to refrigerators When have to you ever seen a 1970s vibrator? You're not even that old. Well, yeah, I am. And they were made so well, they lasted well into the 80s. Okay. <laughs> Takes a licking, keeps on ticking kind of thing. <laughs> Pun intended, Jeff. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, this is going to be a great show. Uh, we got a lot of Dallas Cowboys stuff to cover and a little bit of, believe it or not, the NBA draft because Victor Wimbanyana and Scoot Anderson went head-to-head day before yesterday, and they're going up against each other again tonight which is pretty exciting. But starting with the Dallas Cowboys, oh, you know, don't want to leave that out. We also have Richie the Macho Man's weekly picks coming up. I heard that that's a pretty good bit. Yeah, it's a pretty good bit. It's a pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty good bit. So stay tuned for that. That's what I heard. Um, guys, I'll be honest with you. There's been a lot going on this week for me personally. So do we have a quarterback in Dallas? Like it's, 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 it's 11 o'clock, and who is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback? Crush. Cooper is it Rush. Crush? It's yeah. Crush. All right. All right. Uh, what, what's the deal with Dak? He's in quarterback school, apparently. Just Should, now? Shouldn't he have done that maybe seventh, eighth grade? Maybe. Sixth. What does quarterback school mean? I have no idea. When I saw it on the crawl this morning. Player. I think it's just he's part of the rehab squad. Okay. But something about he can't hold a football, can't grip it yet? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's a problem. Yeah. Good luck to you, Cooper Rush. Unless he's ambidextrous so he could throw left-handed. There's been never one of those. And I've always wondered, how good would an ambidextrous quarterback actually be? Well. Would that be advantageous? Any way, any way he rolls out, yeah, he's not he's, throwing across his body. You're absolutely right. I'm wondering, like, at what point in our lives are we going to live long enough to see it? Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, I think so, too. It's probably going to be a transvestite. I mean, for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> For God, <laughs> for God's sakes, in basketball, we now have a seven foot five version of Kevin Durant in the draft next year. Wimby, yeah, Wimby is like Wimby. Uh, Wimby. he he answers the question to me that nobody's ever asked because it seems so ludicrous. Well, how good would Kevin Durant be if Kevin Durant was seven foot five? Is he good at the low block? Like, can he? 
That's not really his thing because he still only but, weighs like 210 pounds. Yeah, but Jesus gave him 7'5". He'll be there. He's 18. Like, wait till he gets a little muscle. Yeah, but what's the book on plus seven foot basketball players? We've talked about great. this. We have done this. The feet. The Rick Smiths effect. The feet fail yeah. you. Feet don't fail me now. Yeah, and it, it hasn't worked well for Chad Holmgren so far. But there is something different about the way Victor Wimbanyana moves uh-huh. versus some of those other stiffs like Rick Smiths. They, they just move different, right? Like Kevin Durant, actually, he has had a little bit of foot problems. But Kevin Durant has had a great career as an almost seven-footer moving around with with agility. Um, and Slim Reaper. Yeah, he is the Slim Reaper. And somehow, somehow Victor Wimbanyana is, looks similar except five inches taller. Like, yeah. That's just bananas. I can't believe the way basketball has evolved. But as we kind of get this back to Dak, so I was wondering if he wasn't unable to grip a football, if he – Put it a different way. If he was able to grip a football, would he be the Cowboys' starting quarterback against the Rams this Sunday, late game? Yes. Think think so? so? Absolutely. I don't. Really? No. Why? Man, 4-0 is a Dallas Cowboys starter for Crush. Um, And and it's not like he's winning the Tebow way, right? Like, he's not 6 of 17, uh, and somehow they sneak out a game 14-13. Like, that's not how it's been. Cooper Rush has been solid. This isn't a a Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith situation where Kaepernick was the up-and-comer. Cooper Rush rides the bench. That's his thing. So sometimes we think that that's what it is, and then it turns out a different way. I mean, when Trent Green got injured, absolutely nobody thought that Kurt Warner was the next guy in waiting. Except he for w- his wife. <laughs> yeah, she, she has she the believed. ultimate confidence in him. She believed. She believes in a lot of crazy shit, I promise. Uh-huh. <laughs> Including bad haircuts. Oh, boy. It's like your hair. Yeah, <laughs> except for except for more lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> more gray. Yeah. Yeah, more gray, too. Yeah. She just... She didn't go for the just for men touch. No, she did not. She but, went all great. But like Kurt Warner was not supposed to be the quarterback in waiting for the LA Rams. Trent Green was the future of the franchise. And then Kurt Warner comes on and he starts zinging it around. And now you, and then you gave birth to like that new wave of Rams. Is Jerry Jones sitting there going, this is the reason why I didn't want to pay Prescott. Of course he is. Of course he is. And I could have saved a whole lot mo- a whole lot of money with this guy who No, Jerry had no idea what he what he had in Crush because they really wanted um the kid from West Virginia to beat him out. Right. Uh what's his name? I don't know, but I know who you're talking about. Greer. There you go. Yeah. And they gave him every opportunity and he played really really well in the preseason and then he got hurt. And so they were just going to toss old Cooper to the to the boneyard. But I, I- Tell me if you're seeing the same thing that I'm seeing, okay? And th- I think it's twofold with the Dallas Cowboys over the last couple of weeks under Cooper Rush. One, they've changed the game plan to run it more, chuck it around the ballpark less. And that needs to be the – and we've talked about that. We have. When he comes back, Mr. Prescott, yeah. call the game like Crush is still the quarterback. And we have been asking the Dallas Cowboys to do that right. since the Tony Romo era, since – Felix Jones and Darren McFadden were in the backfield. It's like, can we just run the damn football instead of asking Tony Romo to throw it 40 times? Yep. You're just asking too much. And, and, and I think it is a fair question. Can the offensive coordinator 
can the staff figure out a way to call a game the way they're calling it for Cooper Rush, but do it for Dak Prescott? And how will Dak look when that is the situation? Mm -hmm. But realistically, and this is the second part of it, you know, yeah, they have changed the game plan, but also Cooper Rush has been almost mistake-free. Yeah. Like, he really truly is not throwing bad passes, dangerous passes. He really truly is hitting the open guys. And with a wide receiver core that had huge question marks coming into the season and in Dak's game one, we were all like, holy crap, we have no wideouts. Yeah. And now all of a sudden with three games of Cooper Rush, it's, well, how come we have wide receivers again? Now they can catch. Mm-hmm. Now they're open. I, I And I don't know how much you attribute that to Rush. I don't know how much we attribute that to the offensive coordinator. But if it were my team and if Dak Prescott was able to play this Sunday, Absolutely not. Well, here, here's the interesting thing. I'm looking at the stats from week one. Admittedly, it was the Buccaneers and not the commies. Dak Prescott, 14 for 29, 134 yards, quarterback rating of 19.7. This past weekend, Cooper Rush, 15 for 27, 223, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, a passer rating of 107.5. He's avoiding the big mistakes. He's also releasing a lot faster. It is the eighth fastest release in the NFL currently right now. It's 2.6 seconds. Wow, love to hear that. That's how you set up a backup quarterback for success. Get the ball out of his hands quickly. Yep. Well, you you know a lot about quick releases. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> It is something good. There is something good about Cooper Rush. And sometimes you do find a gem on the bench that you didn't know. Tony Romo was one of those guys, for God's sakes, right? Like, you you find lightning in a bottle, so to speak. If it were me, you know what I'd be telling Dak Prescott? Take your time. Yeah, dude. You know what you need to do is go to quarterback school, say you're not ready to grip the ball, Mm -hmm. because you're putting Dak in a position where if he were able to come back this weekend— the locker room might be a little weird. The locker room might be, hey, man, we're rolling. Well, C.D. Lamb said, we trust Cooper. We That's trust right. Cooper. So Dak Prescott might have to go to his guys in the locker room and say, look, I know y'all are rolling with Cooper Rush, but I'm healthy and I'm ready to go. And look, if I should falter, Cooper's ready to rock right behind me. And I'm telling you, there would be some eye rolls in that locker room. Doing what the Cowboys have done, which is say, well, he can't even grip a football yet and he needs to be in quarterback school, avoids that conversation for another week. And it puts Cooper Rush up against that Rams defense, which is vaunted, although it hasn't succeeded so well this year. They got a lot of good guys over there, a lot of big names. And you give Cooper Rush a chance against what is allegedly a great defense to show if he can actually win the big game. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Dak Prescott, do I want to push to play and face Aaron Donald? I wouldn't. Nah, I'm no good. thanks. And, <laughs> and we have the Rams for the Cowboys. We have the Rams this coming week. After that, we have the Eagles. And then I think the best bet for Prescott to come in and have success are the next two weeks. Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears. No, that's when he'll be back. Count on it. <laughs> Count on it, yeah. right? The Dak Prescott thing is, 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 is just funny to me. What if you, what if you were Dak? And you went to the locker room this week and you said, look, I know I've been the starter. However, my man Crush is rolling. You guys are rolling with him. I am volunteering myself to be the backup. And if at this weekend and I'm ready to roll, but I'm giving the starting job to my man because it's for the betterment of the team. That would go over a lot better 
than the alternative, which is I'm getting my job back even though you guys are hotter than a $2 pistol with this Cooper Rush. Well, I know sometimes we, we blow things up to make it sound like, oh, the Cowboys are rolling. Are they rolling? Yeah. <laughs> and you know me, I'm a huge Cowboys fan, but they do enough to win. In the scheme of things, they are they, they're doing what's asked of them in a crappy division. The next two games are going to say if they're rolling or not. That's true. Because they're playing legit teams. Even though it looks like the Rams aren't what they were, they can turn it on. And the Eagles, I hate to say this, they were ranked number one. What the fuck? They're undefeated. I know. And they've, they've got a good game this weekend against the Cardinals, which I think Richie the Macho Man is going to pick for us later. Jalen Hurts looks real. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. I don't, I... Look, my my only point is that it's a crappy division, and if you can stay close to keeping pace with the Philadelphia Eagles going into your week six matchup I against agree. the Eagles. You want to keep winning. Yeah. You, you're going to have a chance to be in that conversation for winning the division. Right. And he is winning. And, it, and I don't feel like he's winning in the Tim Tebow way. Agreed. No, he makes throws that he has to make in the fourth quarter because they'll – First quarter, they'll look okay, and then for for 30 minutes, they look like the Cowboys of the last 30 years. Yeah. And then he makes the plays that he needs to make in the fourth quarter, and you say, well, it wasn't always pretty, but we got the W. Yeah, so, and don't lose me the game. Don't lose yeah. me the game in the fourth quarter. So can we play this out? Like, it's one of the biggest games of the weekend, if not the marquee game. It's it's Cowboys at Rams. It's a 3-30 game for us in San Antonio. Um, if Cooper Rush should win that game, Ooh. like then you have the Eagles. He's got to start against the Eagles. He has to, right? I think so. If it were me as the coach, he would have to. Yeah. Like you just have to ride the hot hand and say, Dak, we love you, bro, but that hand is still hurting. But let's not, let's not kid ourselves. You think Mike McCarthy has the power to say? No. Yeah. He's such a patsy boy. You're right. There's, and then there's the second alternative, which is what you brought up earlier, Richard, which is, you know, okay, we are going to start Dak, but you're calling the goddamn game the that same needs, way you did for Cooper Rush. That needs to be something that they're firing off on all the copying machines in Frisco right now, <laughs> and they're putting it in a leather-bound proposal notebook in everybody's locker. This is what we're doing. We're calling the game, regardless of who's under center, like it's crush. Yep. We're going to give it to Zeke. We're going to give it to Pollard. We're going to hit We're going to take ends. these ridiculous annexation of Puerto Rico trick play bullshit out of the scheme. <laughs> it's not fucking Boise State, Kellen Moore. The fumble ruski hadn't worked on a defensive lineman that is 300 pounds, runs a 4-6-1, and has 2% body fat. That fucking shit doesn't work. We're not playing. We're it's not, not on a blue field. No. Yeah. We're not playing Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. <laughs> Even the shitty teams are going to get wise to that nonsense. Run the fucking ball. Run the fucking ball. Set up play action. Take a shutdown field. And let your defense have a chance. And, th and that's something we're not talking game. about. I, the crush story is great. It's awesome. This defense is fucking legit. They're and the that's the real deal again. They were last year and they are again. Last year they 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 turned it around because the year before they were fucking warm garbage. They were. And it was not cool to watch. Yep. Now, if teams are going to pass, good luck. 
Now, they can have some success running the ball, but eventually if, if they're going to have to pass. And when they do, good luck, because we've got rotation on the defensive line. We've got corners that are playing well, and we've got safeties that they're blitzing. And it's it's messing up people's game plan. It and is an awfully hard defense to beat when you can put pressure on the quarterback with your front four and not have to blitz. And that may be and the key this weekend. You're going up against Stafford who looks a little ding, then that offensive line looks a little questionable. If you can get to him, and then you allow the playmaking defensive backs behind you to, to really have double coverage on at least one wide receiver, they can make plays back there. Right. And they're turning people over again the way they did last year. And it's like, yeah, you can bend and not break. You just have to make... What does is, what is, uh, Mike Tomlin call them? The splash plays. Splash. <laughs> you just wanted to say splash. Yeah, and, and Tomlin with the Steelers, biggest underdogs in a game since before Terry Bradshaw was drafted. This weekend? This weekend. They're uh, a 14-point they dog. Who are they playing? Like some sort of all-star team? I mean, I realize the Steelers aren't, aren't good, but like... I had no idea they'd be less than a two. They're playing Buffalo in Buffalo. Oh, well, there you go. That's almost an all-star <laughs> team. Yeah. You don't want to pick that one, do we, Richie the Macho Man? Buffalo 14? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We'll consider it. All Maybe. right. I don't know if anybody noticed, but quietly, Cole Be- Beasley retired. Yeah. That's about the only quiet thing Cole Beasley's done in a long time. The bee's knees? <laughs> so, Beasley... He, is only one call away from a sweet deal on a used motorbike. (laughs) (laughs) He's the spokesman for Aspen Cologne. No. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) English leather. Cole Beasley. So did you guys catch the big basketball game this week? And I know that our listeners are like, there was a big basketball game this week. Are you talking about the... The Wimby? Yeah, Wimby versus Scoot. Yeah, I saw the highlights. Tell me about, I I think we all know about Wimby because he's why we've gotten treacherously horrible. Unfortunately, we could be the worst team in the league and only have a 14% chance of getting him. That's right. So we need divine intervention. We do need divine intervention. We need Christos, (laughs) Jesus Christos, the Jewish carpenter, to come down to South Texas and bless the Spurs once again. Wait, I mean, do we have to say the Jewish carpenter? He's like the only one. Yeah, I don't think there's been a Jewish carpenter before or since. Yeah. I mean, after what happened to Jesus Cristo, uh, getting yeah, nailed the, to a cross, yeah. you're not going to find a lot of Jewish carpenters. It doesn't seem attractive any longer. Yeah, well, I was on I was on LinkedIn and Indeed, and I didn't see... Uh, <laughs> I didn't see... Uh, Herschel... Herschel Rabinowitz, cabinet maker. <laughs> it's just a profession. It seems like a job not not fitted for Jews any longer. Yeah. There was one and only one. Yeah, first time, last time. <laughs> I don't know how we got to that. But, 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 okay, for those of you that don't know who the hell we're talking about. Or haven't shut off the podcast at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Victor Wimbanyana, the seven foot four, seven five. foot five. Seven five. There's all sorts of differing uh, uh, measurements on the guy. Anywhere from seven three to seven five. Doesn't really matter. He's huge. He's got incredible. He's huge in the shower. <laughs> He's got incredibly long arms. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
He shoots it and dribbles it like a guard. He blocks he blocks shots, and he answers the question, like I said earlier, of what if Kevin Durant was, instead of 6'11", 7'4", or 5", and blocked shots like he was Rudy Gobert? It is a bizarre thing to watch the evolution of the basketball player that is Victor Wimbanyana. But he went up against Scoot Henderson, who is also making his claim to being the top prospect in this upcoming draft and has said as much publicly like, Hey, Victor's good, but like I'm the best player. And so they go up head to head um, Tuesday night and they go up again against each other tonight. And it's the ignite league G league ignite team, which is um, for us. Layman's. What is that? Okay. The G league ignite team was established a year before last and they take young guys who are out of high school uh, and give them an alternative to going to university. Instead of going to play for Duke, they're going to play professional basketball that is readying them uh, for exactly. the NBA and preparing them for the draft. But they get to collect a, a paycheck, and they're run, essentially, by NBA people, right? So they're not playing college basketball. They're playing low-level NBA basketball, right? Okay. So... Um, Lots of good players have gone that route, including Jalen Green um, from uh, from the Houston, Houston. Rockets last year. Um, it, it, it's an interesting case study in what's going to be better off for the player. It's a relatively new thing. So Scoot plays for the G League Ignite. Victor plays for his Parisian team. So they had an exhibition. And Tony Parker owns that team, right? Uh, I'm not sure that's the same one. Okay. Okay. But maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Double check on that. But I don't think it is. Uh, so Victor goes for 37, Yeah. okay, and he makes 9 of 13, I think, from 3. Ooh. Oh, my God, it's 7 foot 4. But Scoot puts on a show. Like, he looks, he looks like John Morant. Is Scoot a guard? Oh, yeah. Okay. He looks like John Morant. I mean, he's got the quicks. He's got all the dribble combinations. He's got a pull-up jump shot. He's got explosion at the rim. It is like if you said you had to pick a player, a seven foot four Kevin Durant or Ja Morant. And it's like, well, there's no wrong answer. Yeah. I still go with Wimby. I go the big guy too. All day. I do too. I think it makes the, and we're, we're going to have plenty of time to discuss this because the Spurs are going to stink. I don't know if you guys noticed, but they lost their preseason game by like, I don't know, 50. Yeah. Um, which is not surprising. And it is just the preseason, but I think we should all get used to it, okay? That's the way the season's going to go. Will Pop retire after this season? Pop gets to answer for himself. Yeah, I mean, he deserves that. He does. Um, he'll leave a, on his own accord. But I, my guess is if he gets a Victor Wimbanyana in the draft, he's going to want to coach him, yeah. right? Wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do much. <laughs> Trot him out there. You know, but you have to build, Right. And like, yeah. And, and I think that going back to who I would choose at this juncture between Wimby and Scoot, I think I would say it's Wimby because he's a little bit easier to build around. I think it's a lot harder to build around a John Morant style guard the way Scoot is. Because they already have the ball in their hands so much. Yes. That you got to have somebody to pass to. You can't make every flipping basket. Yeah, just can't. And a victor is going to impact the game even when he doesn't have the basketball. So that's why I kind of rate him just a little bit higher. But in that game, I don't know if y'all saw this, 
There was a guy called, uh, whose last name? <laughs> Did you see this? Yeah. Ho, you fat. I mean, talk about, I'm not a Jersey guy. <laughs> and in San Antonio, I went to school in the Northeast. You did too. Yeah. Some of our, our friends wore jerseys, and I'm like, what the fuck, I'm not doing that. Bro? Said, no, not under any circumstances. What are you, nine? <laughs> nice jersey, fag. <laughs> yeah. You got a fat head on your wall? <laughs> but that might be a jersey worth purchasing. Ho, you fat. Ho, you fat. I mean, do we know the story on this, Bob? Do you have any information, background? Because, folks, we're not kidding. There was a kid playing for the Parisian team called... Ho, you fat. Steve. 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 <laughs> it's not Steve. No, it is. Is there it's a question? Two e's. Is there a question no. mark at the end of his last name? No, it's actually Steve with two E's. Steve, ho, you fat. Steve with two E's? All Steve's with two are, e's. T are two E's. Or you mean Steve? three three E's if you two? split them? Yeah. It's Babar. 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 Two Babar. B's or three? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Two back to back, yeah. Looks good on Dr. Babar. Oh my god, he's 34 years old. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So, how did he get this name, Bob? You've got to inform us. I have no idea. Jesus Christo, okay. in the Jewish in France, in France, <laughs> yeah. But, 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 you know, sometimes like there's the there's oh, the fat. there's the very there's the very wonderful uh Vietnamese place in my neighborhood that's called <laughs> Phu Kim Long. Oh, yeah, Phu Kim Long. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like sometimes these sort of names, they just organically come together. But Ho You Fat, I mean, he's not Cambodian, right? No. No. <laughs> right? No, he's not. I and wonder I wonder what the uh Ho You Fat family crest looks like. I mean, it's gotta be awesome. How in the world do you put yourself in that position where your name is Ho You Fat? It's one of the best names I've ever heard. It reminds me of that Georgetown player from the 80s. Nobody's going to remember except for me, but his name was Ya Ya Ya. Ya Ya Ya. It sounded like something that like Busta Rhymes would, would put, right? Busta Busta. Ya 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 is about as good as it got. God Sham God. <laughs> that was real good. Everybody will remember God Sham God. He invented a move. Basketball players remember God Sham God. That's a bad one. You said you went to the Merchant Marines with some dude. Yeah. So, and, and this is pretty good. Best, best names that are real. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we had a kid named Major Cockburn. <laughs> and so we'd be in formation and they'd call everybody's name. Carney and here. Smith, here. Cockburn. And everybody go, ooh. <laughs> I'll bet. There was a kid, a, a, a really good basketball player at Illinois the last couple of years, Kofi Cockburn, and his last year, he changed the pronunciation to Coburn. Oh, okay. That and it's sense. like, um, it clearly says cock at the beginning of your name, bro. And then you go back to our favorite basketball game, uh, basketball movie with Will Ferrell, where it was Coffee Black. That's right, Coffee Black. <laughs> Played by Andre 3000. Yeah. One of one of my friends growing up was Harry Wolf. Okay. Yeah. You know Harry Wolf. He's a really good friend of mine. He's a great guy. But but when you know him like I know him, you call him Terry Lobo. <laughs> That's his NASCAR name. We don't forget tonight to watch Wimby versus Scoot. All right. That's that is like must see stuff. Or at the very least, you gotta record it because the game that those guys are putting on is incredible. And I, I don't want to say undoubtedly, but it's 
very likely that the Spurs are going to land one of those two guys. But Richie, you're you're like even pessimistic on that. Yeah. Why, buddy? We're in the doldrums. We're in the horse latitudes. I didn't realize how. And I think the chances were better when we got the admiral and when we got Timmy, right? Yes, the lottery has changed over the years. The percentages have for a quote unquote have, parody. Yes, but it's not parody. It's mediocrity and bullshit. Well, we ha- if you are the worst team in the league, you have a sixteen percent chance, if my memory serves, of getting fourteen. The num- fourteen, sorry, of getting the number one overall pick. Like that's still way better than everybody else because there are teams that only have like one percent. The thirteenth team in the lottery is is like one percent. So you're doing a whole hell of a lot better than everybody else. And you have like a, a and again, my memory is going to fade on this, but it's like a 50% chance if you're the worst team in the league of getting a top three pick, okay? So only two of those three are really what you want. But the odds, if you are the worst team in the league, of getting a, yeah, it's two-thirds of 50%, Right. Of getting one of those one of those two studs, I'm, I'm trying to do the math right Get now. Your Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. The point is, is that you got to be terrible. You got to lose. You well, got to tank check, for Wimby. Check, check. We'll have no problem being that way. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna put ourselves in a good position. You know what's weird? Looking at the football schedule for this week. Last week, I think I read that there was only one game that went to the fourth quarter. Oh, it was a- Separated by more than a touchdown, and it was the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs, uh, Tampa Bay yeah. game. It was a great week. It was a great weekend. Great there were weekend. great football games everywhere. And if you look at this weekend's schedule, which we will in just a second with Richie the Macho Man, there is a bunch of garbage. Oh, wait, come on. How, how excited are you about Tennessee at Washington? In no way. <laughs> no way. In no way, shape, or form. I mean, other than your fantasy guys that you may have, like Derrick Henry. And there's not a lot of fan- fantasy implication to either team other than really Derrick Henry, and that's about it. You don't have Carson Wentz on your fantasy team? I do team? not, and nobody does. <laughs> nobody would. Like, there's just not a whole lot of you reason. You can get it's him a bad on the trade, trade waivers, I bet. Oh, I'm sure he's available. Yeah. There's not a whole lot great, which is interesting coming off what was truly an awesome NFL weekend. So, without further ado, let's bring in Richie, the Macho Man Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you something, playboys. Uh, how'd the macho man do last week, Bob? You did okay, bro. What was my record? What was it, Bob? Was it two and one? One and two. It was one and no, two. No, sorry, two and one. Sorry, yeah, two and one. Okay. Hey, Bob, why are you trying to take a little cheese off my plate? <laughs> because you should have lost that. You should have lost that Bills Raiders. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, Bob. But didn't. Shoulda, but didn't. coulda, woulda. But didn't. <laughs> You know, Bob, I woke up this morning and there was a chill in the air. Really, sir? Could it be autumn? It is. You're right. Because the autumn wind is a pirate <laughs> lustering from the sea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what do we got on the docket this week? I don't know, but cue, cue the NFL film Steve Sable stuff. That was the great stuff of my childhood. Because the autumn wind is a raider, That's Jeff. right. That's right. Pillaging just for fun. <laughs> All right. I got three games for you, Richie. All right. Uh, Richie the Macho Man, let's start in Baltimore. 
where, where your Ravens, mm-hmm. well, nobody's Ravens, really, but the Ravens mm-hmm. are three-point favorites over the Cincinnati Bengals, a matchup of two two-and-two teams, both of them with Super Bowls on their minds. Well, if you ain't got a Super Bowl on the mind, what the fuck you got on your mind, Jeff? <laughs> two-and-two teams trying to... Remain uh, uh, relevant, not languish in mediocrity. That's how I would phrase it. Well done. Thank you. By the macho. And they're uh, they're in the same division, yes? yes? Yes, they are. Implications, commiserations, radiations. <laughs> I got to go with the Ravens again. Oh, yeah. You wrote, you were riding them again because you wrote them last week too, did you not? Macho man likes purple. Ravens again to cover. You know, historically, I think that's true. Like the bandana you wore. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not just shooting from the hip, dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> I eat my own dog food. <laughs> Going with the Ravens. Next. Gather your thoughts, I'm moron. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it together. I'm funny, but I ain't that funny. Oh, I eat my own dog food. Uh, Eagles at the Cardinals. Ooh. It's, uh, a, it's all, a, all bird matchup. It's a bird dance. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. Bird watching goes both ways. Yeah, <laughs> it's ambidextrous. Eagles at the Cardinals. Cardinals five and a half point underdogs on their own home field. I hate to do this because uh, they're lying when they tell you that Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. They don't love anybody they there. They do not. They are mean. That's a hate field place. I'm going with the Eagles. They're good. I'm going with the Eagles to cover. They are good. I'm not going to say they're good until they play mm, them Dallas Cowboys in a couple weeks. Yeah, I can't wait for that. The, 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 the thing, if I may, about... Da, 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 spit it out, Vexler. <laughs> I think I like Richie the Macho Man. It's we don't need any of this impish bullshit. <laughs> Cunning linguist, my ass. A lot of people thought coming into the season that the Eagles had made the next step, like particularly the the addition of A.J. Brown, and it looks like that was no bullshit. Jalen Hurts has made the leap. A.J. Brown is a number one. Like, they actually look like the 4-0 team that they are. It's not a BS 4-0. Yeah. They're down two touchdowns to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What'd you say? To win. What'd you say? They were down two touchdowns. Are you thinking Jacksonville's not good? <laughs> really, Macho? Come on, man. Man, I'm serious. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are for real. Ja- I think we're going to look back at this season and say beating Jacksonville was a good win. No? Oh, beating Jacksonville is like getting some crystal meth for 15% off. <laughs> wow, that's hateful. I mean, it's Jacksonville, bro. But Urban Meyer's not even there. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Moving right along. It's still crystal meth, and you're still a junkie. <laughs> what the fuck? Beating Jacksonville. That really turned our season around. <laughs> said nobody ever. Ever. <laughs> okay, so you said that the big matchup, it's still two weeks away. It's Cowboys versus Eagles. Well, the Cowboys have a pretty big one between now and then, and it's Sunday at 3.30 uh, against the Rams. Um, at the Rams, I might add. And the Rams are five-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Five-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, it's always fascinated me, Jeff, how these Vegas Sharps come up with five-and-a-half. Yeah. 
we're talking about a uh, field goal, a safety, and a, hey, you're at home. I'm going to give you half a point. Yep. How do they get that? I don't know. But I'm going to take my five and a half. I'm going to run on down to the pawn shop, give them my roly, get spotted up a few thousand bucks and put my money on the Cowboys. The Rams look banged up, particularly Matthew Stafford. Their defense, while big names, has not really performed. Oh, did you see what Debo did to Ramsey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Torched his ass. Bitch, get off me. Yeah. His ass. Yeah. Now, I don't know if the Cowboys have that guy who can do that like Debo did. Maybe CD can do it, but a combination of wide receivers that they've got. Now having Gallup back, I think, is a really big deal for spreading the field for Cooper Rush. Yeah, they're going to double down on the lamb chop, and uh, Gallup's going to be open and do what he do. We got tight ends that can catch the ball. We're going to mix it up. You're I, gambling, man. I like you? the Cowboys getting five and a half against the Rams a lot. Well, no shit, because I picked them. <laughs> You're welcome. So what else we got, losers? That's that. Those are the three games, Macho. All right, I'm gonna bring Richie back into the equation. That Macho man, he's vulgar, ain't he? He's angry too. And, yeah, he's got a lot of vitriol. Oh. Is that because he's dead? Might be. <laughs> Might be. A lot of hate. A lot of hate. A lot of hate. He, he, poor guy. I hope they buried him next to the beautiful Elizabeth. I hope they did too. That'd be nice. So, you, Bob, between now and our next show, we have two things to look into. Exhuming the the body? No, you don't have to do that. I feel like that's a little much. (laughs) Too much. Too too much. much. Too much. We need to figure out if Macho and Elizabeth are actually buried together, and we need to figure out more about how you fat. So we're going to do a deep dive on Steve. Steve. A deep dive. There's just the odds on his first name being Steve and his last name being oh, you fat. His first name is Steve. That's just (laughs) impossible. It's not impossible. All right. Well, we got a lot of work to do between now and the next pod. Thanks, boys. Oh, something we didn't even oh, talk about. What do you want? What, 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 what we need? It's OU weekend, and no one cares. Texas OU weekend. You know why? Because they're both not good. Yeah, they're both at. Oh, you got destroyed last week by TCU. Yeah, God bless them. Who's not good? Well, no, this is a Red River showdown. That unless you're an OU or a, or a Texas fan, no one's going to watch this game. Right. Well, even then, I think I, I've talked to my faithful, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going up because that's what we do." Yeah. But, Anyway, it just doesn't have it just doesn't have the implications that it has in past years. No sizzle, you know. And it's like, I mean, is it for a Big Twelve title? You know, who no. cares? Yeah, who cares? Um, boys, I enjoyed it. We'll have another pod coming at you next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, Macho. Thank you. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good.